white one. Which one am I supposed to join? And uh, he didn't even say anything about it to me. He didn't say, he didn't say well, this is one's better than that one or something. He just, said, he just gave me a verse of scripture. And that's been going on quite a bit in the church recently. It's uh, John 8, 32. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And uh, I was looking for freedom. I was looking for understanding of a Christian way. Uh, uh, I didn't understand it at all. Uh, and so that, that really spoke to me, though. If I continue in his word, but continue walking, and didn't have much light, but if I walk in the light of God, which wasn't too much at that time, and, uh, and uh, as I sought the Lord, if I keep following him as best I knew how, uh, in his word, he said he would, we would know the, I would know the truth and the truth would make me free. And uh, that was a stirring thing, spoke to my heart. First real scripture that's quickened to my heart. So I said, well, I'm going to go. I wrote to my mother, I remember, and I told her, I've decided to follow Jesus. <laughs> and uh, she said when she got the letter, she started crying. Uh, she, but I decided to, to go this way. I knew he was the answer. Uh, and uh, so I started moving in that direction. Uh, so uh, as I went along and sought the Lord, uh, the Lord began to minister to me. And I'd like to share with you some things, starting in the book of Romans, chapter 6. Uh, and uh, read a few scriptures to you and share with you uh, how the Lord ministered to me. I thought, uh, I, I, I didn't feel free at this time in the, in the word of God. I, at that time, I didn't feel free. I, didn't feel, I feel like of all kinds of problems. Uh, I get discouraged, and uh, and I said, "Well, I'm not, not going to make it here. God says to be perfect, and I can't be perfect." And I'm, I was just so discouraged at times, and uh, and all of a sudden, as I was I was going this, all of a sudden I hear a voice. This happened to me twice. You may have heard this before, but it happened to me twice. Inside, I hear this voice speak to me and said, "But you have Jesus." Well, I thought, and I get ha I get peace. When that, and of course, I'd go back into the other rather quickly <laughs> because I couldn't figure it out. Well, yeah, I've got Jesus, but what about me? <laughs> yeah, uh, but I had Jesus, and he and the Lord would do. He'd minister to me during that time. He knows how to minister to us wherever we are, whatever our life is in. You say, well, I'm not. A, I don't know as much of the Bible as other people do. Well, just keep walking in the light God's given to you, and He knows how to speak to you. Uh, and minister to your life no matter what your situation is. Because he's bigger than us, much bigger. He holds the stars and, the, and the, the planets and the universe in place, and no one fails, not one of them fails. He certainly can handle you and me. Yeah. So be encouraged that, that God, wherever you are in your life, God is there with you. If you come to Christ, he's there with you, and he'll lead you on. For If you continue in his word, you're his disciple, and you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. I remember uh, others came to me and, and told me, well, if you keep seeking God, uh, uh, and one of these days you're going to get better and better, and, and pretty soon you'll get free. You know? You'll get free and you'll experience it. And I, so I said, well, okay. And, uh, 
and so I, I'd struggle with that and say, well, I've got to pray more. I've got to, uh, I've got to do better. If I keep after it, well, finally I'll get free. And uh, that didn't bring too much satisfaction because I never felt like I could get good enough. And uh, uh, so uh, I was reading a book one day uh, and uh, called Normal Christian Life by Watchman Nee. He was a, uh, a Christian minister years ago. Uh, he died in, concentration, in a communist concentration camp after 15 years being in there. But he wrote some books, and there was quite a bit of his ministry uh, shared in the United States. And, but he wrote a book called Normal Christian Life, and when I began to read that, all of a sudden it dawned on me the truth, uh, the truth of freedom, the truth of liberty in Christ, that it wasn't something I worked for, it was something freely given to me. Praise God. I came to Christ, and that's what uh, I want to read to you from Romans 6 this morning and encourage you. Wherever you are in your life, if you're a Christian, you're free. <laughs> you're free. You don't have to get free. You are free. And that's what the apostle says here. As I read in Romans 6 and verse 1, he says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue sinning so that we can get more grace? That grace might increase. By no means. We died to sin. How can we live any longer in it? Any longer. We died to it. How can we live any longer? Something you, you're dead to, you're free from. See? Uh, you can, uh, a man who's been a drunkard all of his life and he dies, you can run all the liquor you want by him. He's, he doesn't bother him a bit. Why? He's free from it. And we've been freed because of what Christ did for us. And thus receiving Christ. And it tells us here, how can you live any longer in it uh, because you've died to it? And he goes on, he says, or don't you know, all of us who have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into his death, and we were therefore buried with him there uh, in baptism, into death, in order that as Christ uh, raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too would live a new life. So the new life comes out of a relationship with the Lord. And when we were baptized, uh, I'm sure here most of us have been baptized in water, and that's, that's the significance of baptism in water. We go down into the water and we come out of the water. What do we do? We're burying one life and we're coming forth in a new life. That's a, that's, that's a testimony of that. It's a significant thing that's happened to us. We're declaring that as we're baptized. I walked out into the Sea of Japan with this uh, uh, brother uh, and, uh, and he baptized me uh, not too long after I became a Christian. He baptized me. Put me under the water. There's a lot of water out there in the Sea of Japan. See? We walked out to about waist deep and they baptized me. And, uh, uh, but that's significant of what's happened to us in Christ. Uh, not anything we did, but we were related with Christ. When he died, we died. When uh, he rose from the dead, we rose. Now, we haven't come to our, the change in our body yet, but we've uh, spiritually, we've been raised with him and we've been given a new life. We've been, we've been born again. And we're free from the old life. Not trying to get free, but we are free. When you know you're free, it, it's significant. Have you ever, uh, well, you've probably seen insides of jails, uh, you know, jails with the bars in them. And uh, uh, we always start out that way. 
when we come to when before we come to Christ, we're in jail, all right. We're bound up in sin. We're bound up under the law. It condemns us. Uh, that's what the Bible says. That's what's, why the law was given to to show us that we're sinners, not to make a remedy. It's, the law can never be a remedy to us for sin, but it, but it shows us we're lost. And so we sit in a jail and we're looking at all the bars around us and uh, say, well, wish we were free when we come to Christ. But the significant thing is somebody comes along and just shows us the door is open. You could go out anytime you want to. Uh, we can, If we realize we're free, the bars don't hold us back anymore. Why? The, do- the jail's open. We can walk on out and follow Christ. And, and uh, not because we're good, because he opened the door for us. He's the one who made a way, not us. And, uh, uh, and so uh, if you're here this morning, you feel you're not free. You are free. If you're a Christian, you're free. Just open the door and walk out. Uh, like uh, uh, Charles Wesley wrote in the great hymn, he said, uh, he says, my chains fell off, my heart was free, I rose with force and followed thee. See? Uh, the chains are off. See? And our heart's free. <laughs> we're not perfect yet in our ways, how we walk, but we're free. So we can go and we can follow the one who set us free. That's Jesus. And that's what it's talking about here. So we need to know that. I didn't know that to start with. I thought if I could get good enough, kind of like climbing a mountain, you know, the victory mountain up here is on top and there's ways to get up to it or, you know, it slants and it goes up to the mountain. And so you're trying to cry up here to get the victory. And that's one way to look at it. We're always, that's what I was trying to do to start with. I was trying to climb the mountain to get the victory. And all of a sudden, when I saw this truth, I realized I don't climb the mountain. I'm already on the top of the mountain. I've got the victory in Christ. I am fully no I don't know fully how to walk in it yet, but it's mine. I don't have to try to work for it by self-effort, by struggle, striving. But I can trust the one who uh, has called me to walk this way. And so uh, it's so important to realize, know this, and that meant, Paul meant, uses that word a number of times here in Romans 6. He says, don't you know, don't you know, For we know that our old man, verse 6, it says, For we know that our old man was crucified with Christ, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. See, we were crucified and we died with Christ. We're no longer slaves any longer. We're free. Hallelujah. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Uh, Now, if we died with him, we would believe that we shall also live with him. We know that... Again, we know that since Christ died, uh, was, was raised from the dead, he cannot uh, uh, die again. Death no longer has any dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, and the life that he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourself indeed dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. This is verse 11. In the same way, count ourselves, uh, count as a fact. That's what it says here. First, you know the truth. Now practice it by counting it so. In our lives, say, praise God, I am free. Well, I don't feel like it. Uh, how many of you can, can relate to that? <laughs> they don't feel like it so many times. We've been hearing that 
emphasis to us in these last few weeks. Uh, feelings don't always speak to us the truth. See? Truth is never found fully in your feelings. Sometimes you do feel like it. I know I, when I get a good feeling, I say, boy, this is great. I'm really in. Then when I don't feel like it, I'm unsure. Because <laughs> it's in and up. Feelings go to and fro. Uh, what Martin Luther said, uh, I'll trust the word of God. Nothing else is worth believing. We have to believe and trust the word of God. Feelings come and feeling goes and feelings are deceiving. I'll trust alone the word of God. Nothing else is worth believing. See? What does God say? He says you're free. But I don't feel like it. Well, the Bible says we know something. What Christ did for us, we know it. Now count it as a fact. That's what verse 6 tells us. Count it so. Go, think, put that into your thinking. I am free. I'm free from sin. I don't have to serve it any longer. Hallelujah. That's good news. Say, well, well, what about when I get tempted? Well, you learn to walk free from it, but you are free. And it doesn't have dominion over you any longer. Does that make any sense, what I'm saying? Yeah. You're free from it, uh, no matter what the habit is. Or, and you, therefore, you can start in the place of victory and overcome that thing in your life. Hallelujah. Peter encourages us that way uh, when he says to uh, the devil comes as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour who were to resist steadfast in the faith. Well, what is the faith? The truth that we know. The faith is the truth that we know. And when we know the truth, the truth sets us free. And what does the, free, the truth tell us? We've been made free through Christ's work on the cross. And we've been identified with that in his death and resurrection. We are alive in Christ and we're free to serve the Lord. All right. Now, but he says, so resist him in the faith, Peter says. And after you've suffered a while, he threw that portion in. After you've suffered, there may be a battle some, but you'll be established and strengthened and settled. In other words, you'll come forth victorious. Stand in the truth of God's word. We're free in Christ. And so uh, verse 6 tells us in Hebrew, uh, Romans 6, uh, uh, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Count it so, so don't let it reign there. When, it, when you're tempted to do something, you can just say, no, I'm free. I don't have to do that. You, you don't have to say, whoa, I, boy, if, I, if I, I feel this way and, I, and, uh, and, and uh, I just inside it feels like it was a good thing to do or it make me feel good if I did this thing and I remember I did it before I became a Christian. No, you're free from it. You just resist it. No, I'm free. I don't have to serve that any longer. Praise God. Does that make sense? See, we can resist. That's what Paul says. Don't, don't allow it to reign your mortal body because you're free. Walk away. Hallelujah. And then uh, down in verse 11, uh, see, we're, how are we doing here? In the same way, count yourselves dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ. That's in verse 11. Okay, count it so. In verse 13, I believe it is. Uh, so, do not, offer, do not offer the parts of your body to sin, but as instruments, of wick, or as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who have been brought from the death to life and offer the parts of your body to him 
as instruments of righteousness. So see the progression. I'm, I know what, that I'm free now, and I count it so that I'm free to walk in a new life. Now, in a positive way, I offer myself to God. Here I am, Lord. What do you want to do with my life? You know, we're, we're to be disciples of Christ, followers of the Lord. We're not running the show. He's running it. <laughs> he knows exactly uh, what he's purposed for your life before the world began. Before you ever came into the world, God knew you were coming in. He knew what he's going to do with your life. He chose you to accomplish something in your life. And you can just yield yourself and he'll take you step by step into it. Look, I've been this thing for 60 years. I know it works that way. Even though I've, I've, I fell down a number of times and, and, uh, I, uh, and finally got a hold of some of these truths. And, but I realize all the time God was wanting to fulfill a certain purpose in my life. And he wants to fill a certain purpose in your life. So what do we do? We don't say, God, now look. Okay, you set me free now. I'll handle it from here on. No, no. You say, here I am, Lord. I present myself to you. Lead me in the way you want me to go. You know what he'll do? He'll, he'll take you up on it. And he'll lead you and guide you in the way he wants you to go. Praise God. Isn't that great? God, how do I know? Well, he loves you. He gave his son for you. He freed you from your sins. And he didn't say, okay, now it's up to you from here on. No, no, no. He set you free that now you would yield to him and say, okay, I'll go your way. I'll get involved with you, Lord. Praise God. Uh, in the seventh chapter of, Roma, of Romans, uh, there's another illustration here that Paul gives uh, that, that goes right along with this. We're talking about freedom now. Walk in this way. We're going to yield ourselves to God. And he says, uh, Brothers, uh, uh, do you know, okay, or I'm speaking to men who know the law, that the law has authority over a man as long as he lives. For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. So then if she married another man while her husband is still alive, she's called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she's released from that law and is not an adulteress even though she marries another man. Okay. He says, if you know the law, the law only has authority over a man as long as he lives. Okay. Uh, and so he go, uh, and he gives this illustration. Uh, this woman who, uh, if while she's married to her first husband, while he's still alive, she is uh, called an adulteress if she uh, gets involved with another man. But if if the husband dies, she's released from that law. Uh, and she's not an adulteress even though she's married to another man. So verse four, we'll go a little further. Brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, even to him who was raised from the dead, in order that you might bear fruit to God. Now, this, this is wonderful. It tells us we died to the law. Now, people say, well, the law, that's what God wants us to keep. <laughs> you might say that. The law is what God wants us to uh, fulfill. Actually, Jesus said the law is 
fulfilled in two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. Those who do that keep the law. Uh, but the important thing is we got freed from the law. We got freed from the, the principle of law. Uh, we can't... Uh, the law was given to us to show us our sinfulness, but, but in, in Christ, we were set free, we died to it, and uh, we now were set free that we might walk in a new way. Uh, we might have a second husband. We were tied to that law. We were obligated uh, in the, in just in the natural realm to keep the law if we wanted to please God. And that's what God, uh, Jesus said when the, the man came to him and asked him, how, how can I have eternal life? He said, well, you know the law, keep it. Keep the law. You'll have eternal life. Just keep it. But if you break one little point, you're guilty of breaking it, no matter what it is. You're guilty of breaking it. And automatically you're condemned. <laughs> but now we've been set free from the law through Christ. And in order that we, we, might, uh, uh, we might bear fruit to God, that we might belong to another. In other words, where we were first related to the law and tied to it and obligated to try to keep it, now we've been set free from that and we've been joined to another. Well, who's the other one? Jesus. He's the one we're joined to. And in that new relationship, we're going to bear fruit to God. So our new relationship with Jesus is where we're going to find fruitfulness. Even when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll bear fruit. You'll bear much fruit. You'll, be, you'll bear much and he, being as, all the way through John 15, he talks about bearing fruit. How can we be fruitful? By just walking with Jesus, relating to him, submitting to him. He's the Lord. He'll produce fruit. He'll lead our life. He'll guide us. How do we know he'll do it? Because he loved us and gave himself for us, and because uh, uh, he died in our place to free us from our sins and freed us from the condemnation of the law. Does that... Does that make sense, what I'm talking about? We're free. We're free from the sin. We don't have to serve it anymore. We're free from the law of self-effort. We don't have to try to do it ourselves. What does he want us to do? Just walk in relationships. Submit yourself to Christ. You belong to him now. And what does, um, happens when a man and a woman submit themselves to one another in marriage? Uh, so much of the time they bear fruit. They have children, don't they? So as we submit ourselves to Christ, uh, we're the church, we're the body of Christ, we're the, we're the bride of Christ. Uh, we submit ourselves to him, what's going to happen? We're going to bear fruit. You say, well, I've I, I got to produce this. I've got to be fruitful. No, you know, you have to rest. And just trust in the Lord. It's a way of faith. This one who died for you the one who gave himself for you, the one who's loved you fully, even giving himself for you, is the one now you're joined to. And, and he says, it's come and follow me and I'll make you. That's what he told his first disciples. Follow me and I'll make you. I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you what I want you to be. Hallelujah. How would you like to be what God wants you to be? <laughs> and he'll make you the best. He'll make you the perfect thing. He'll cause you to bear fruit in your life because you've joined yourself to the one who can make you fruitful. You've got a good husband. 
a new husband. Uh, that first husband, he's a terrible one. Can you imagine being in a relationship with someone, a husband that says, just uh, when he leaves the house, you're left in there in the house as the, the woman, as it were, and he just nails up ten commandments for the day. Okay, do this thing. Then he comes home and I, okay, I'll check it all out to see if you did all these things. That's living under the law. But what if you have a nice husband that comes and he's there all the time and he just encourages you and helps you and says, here, I'll show you how to do these things and this and that and another thing. And what is he doing? He's showing you by example and help and you make mistakes. You say, okay, that's all right. Let's just keep going. Come on, let's go. This is Jesus. He's on our side. He's for us. And we're, but we're free from the other. We're free from sin. We don't have to serve it any longer. We can resist it because we're free. But we're also free from self-effort. We don't have to produce it in our own. We're free in Christ. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful news? Man, when I, got, when I began to see this, I said, wow. Hallelujah. I remember the story uh, in Watchman Nee when he wrote in his book, uh, uh, Normal Christian Life, he said, when he dawned on him what God was saying in the scriptures, he, he says, he was upstairs in his room and he came running down the stairs yelling, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> he was so happy to find out he was dead to sin. He was dead to self-effort. He was free in Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, I remember uh, years ago I was in a meeting and and this uh, man got up to speak, and, and uh, as he spoke, he was speaking out of John 6. I mean, excuse me, Romans 6. And he, says, he, said, uh, 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 he, he said, uh, I was, gave an, uh, 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 his personal testimony. He says, I, I was, went to a, uh, a, uh, uh, a baptism, and I was going to end and. Uh, he says, I was going to, to uh, officiate at it. So he went to the baptism, and, and he's going to speak from Romans 6 because it talks about being baptized, baptized into Christ, and, and the idea of going under and coming back up. And, he's, and, all, and while he was reading Romans 6, it dawned on him what it was saying. <laughs> Here's the preacher, and all of a sudden it dawned on him, he just wasn't talking about just going under the water and coming up. He was talking about our relationship with Christ. They've been, we've been set free. And, and as it dawned on him, he just said it right out in the middle of the service. He said, I didn't know that. <laughs> Can you imagine saying that in the middle of a service? I didn't know that. And the Lord spoke to his heart and he said, now you know it. We've been made free. See, That's what baptism is all about. It, it signifies the, the freedom we've been given in the Lord. He set us free. So, you know, sometimes we emphasize freedom as, uh, you know, uh, we want to get people free and doing certain things, you know. As sometimes they'll be leading us in worship here and then they say, well, come on up here and uh, just go ahead and do what you want. Do you want to dance a little bit or just go around? And I, and I said, well, I used to do that, but my hips won't cooperate anymore, you know. Will that mean that I'm, that I'm not free? No. I'm free in Christ to follow him. I'm free when I've got, 
obstacles in my life, I'm still free to walk with him. Uh, Sometimes, maybe many of you have obstacles in your life. You're praying about them. Fine. But you're free in the Lord to worship him, to walk with him in that situation. Recently, well, it's been maybe a year or so ago, uh, because certain situations my wife and I find ourselves in, uh, we were praying one day, and all of a sudden, uh, I, I had a vision. <laughs> I was just sitting there in the chair. We were praying, and I had a, just a quick vision, and I saw Teresa and myself and Jesus. And we were all three together, and we were walking together. And the Lord just ministered to me. He says, I'm with you in this situation. I'm walking with you. God is, Jesus is with us. He's not going to leave us nor forsake us. And we can boldly say the Lord is our helper. No matter what our situation is. You may have to wait a while for an answer to prayer. God may be working something out that you don't know about. Remember, God loves you and he's faithful and he'll never tempt you above that you're able to bear. He'll always, he'll always be there with you. Be encouraged. Jesus is with you. And he has all power and authority in heaven and earth. And the Holy Spirit is in you to encourage you, to help you. And I've had, I've had that happen, and I'm sure many of you had it happen. When the Holy Spirit, in a situation, all of a sudden, he wouldn't get you out of it. He just ministered comfort to you. <laughs> he ministered peace. Just walk with me. Just trust me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I hope this is making some sense this morning because I felt like it was so important to share this. This is this has uh, been such an encouragement to me over the years to find out that Jesus did it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. He washed our sins away, and he set us free that we don't have to serve it any longer. And we're free from the, the, the principle of law or the principle of self-effort because we couldn't do it anyway. <laughs> so he set us free from it. So as we relate to Jesus and just walk with him, he'll do the very thing we can't do. Hallelujah. And, he, and in setting us free, we'll fulfill the will of God. And, and Jesus said, uh, as he prayed uh, just before he went to the cross, he was praying to the Father in John 17. He said, I have glorified you, Father, by finishing the work that you gave me to do. Do you know, as we uh, submit ourselves to the Lord and do what God wants us to, whether it's big or great in the eyes of men, that has nothing to do with anything. If we finish what God wants us to do, we'll glorify God. I have glorified you by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And uh, every, every man, woman's work is different. You know, and uh, we can't uh, look at one and look at the other and try to put them together or try to analyze them to the place where we say, well, this one's doing more for God than this one is. If they're doing God's will, that's the best they can do. That's what God wants them to do. Like uh, the song goes, little is much if God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There's a crown and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Just follow Jesus. Just stay open to him, yielded to him. Trust him with your life. Uh, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 
Scripture says. Just trusting in Him. You're not trusting in yourself. You're trusting in Him. And He sits at the right hand of God with all power and authority and the Holy Spirit sent to be our comforter and helper to, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can anybody say amen? amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Uh, we've got different things going on and in any individual's lives. We've got two ladies that are going out in mission fields soon. Praise God. Uh, and uh, we get a chance, maybe some of us will get a chance to help them. You know, write the check. Give the cash. <laughs> Bless, preach it, right? <laughs> uh, help them out. Well, if God lays it on you, do it. You know, say, well, I, I don't know how I can. Well, just do what, do what God says. It's, if it's a little, it's all right. Little is much. God's in, God can multiply it. Praise God. He can do anything. I've heard the stories of people, missionaries uh, out on the field, and, and uh, they were out completely out of money, and, uh, and they were just wondering how this is all going to work out. And, and they, they'd been searching through everything they had to try to find any money they did have. And uh, uh, they were praying and so forth, and they went back and searched, and they found money in their wallet that, did, that wasn't there before. Can God do that? Of course. He's running things. He wants money to appear in somebody's wallet. He can do that. <laughs> See, God's not limited, and that's the one we're trusting. God's not limited in accomplishing his will through your life and mine, and we're free to enter into it. He set us free because of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's, uh, let's just look to God in prayer today. And... Uh, Gee, I'm going to quit early. Anybody say amen? <laughs> you mean a preacher that quits early? <laughs> You'll be the first in line to the cafeterias. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> okay. But, but uh, uh, maybe we have uh, people that like prayer, though, about things. We have prayer. We were to pray for one another. Situations, you like prayer this morning. I'm going to ask uh, those that are prayer, uh, prayer warriors, prayer that, that's coming up here to, to pray for people. You like to come up now? We'll have you come up, and then others that like to come and have prayer. Anyone here that, uh, uh, those who are, have a prayer ministry, uh, been given prayer ministry in the church? Okay. All right, here we come. Here's the guys taking the lead. Here, Caleb. You come on up to the front, please. Just come up here and stand, and let's, uh, if people want prayer, I'll close in prayer, but if you want prayer, we'll just come on up, all right? Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's look to God in prayer right now. Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your great love for us in sending your Son. Lord, to die in our place to free us from the guilt and the power of sin. Lord, we thank you for freeing us from self-effort and the condemnation of the law, which we can never keep anyway, in our own power. Thank you, Lord, that you have set us free by identifying us with Jesus who's fully triumphed. 
now we can submit to him and let his will be done in our lives. Just keep looking to him, trusting in him, trusting in his love, trusting in his faithfulness because he'll never let us down. We pray for each life here today that your grace would abound on them and they'd realize the freedom they have not to go their own way because that's what they had before, but to go this new way with Jesus being Lord of their life in every area. We ask your blessing upon each one here. And Lord, even now, if there are special needs, as people would come, just help them to come and, uh, and receive the prayer that they need. But we commit ourselves to your faithful hands, trusting in you to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. We trust you, Father. We trust you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you.